What is a newt? A newt? A newt. Well, using my intellectual property, I would assume that it is some sort of cookies that people with money eat. Am I right? Uh, No, I think it's a lizard. What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the We Got Eyes podcast. What? You just got hit with a switcheroo. My name is Zoe, joined by my co-host Jack and producer Wilson in the corner, being as handsome as ever. Wait, psych! <laughs> you saw we were complimenting him, loser. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing good. Honestly, felt weird having you do the intro. I felt good. I felt like I crushed it. I kind of felt like you tossed me some BP and I, I, took, I took what was given. Yeah. I mean, you did everything in your power, I but did. it still felt weird to me. I did. I don't have the boom in my voice that you have. Like, if we were to compare mm. voices, yours boom. is like the depth of a man, and mine is more yeah. like a boy. So it goes different <laughs> way. <laughs> if we ever do another podcast, it would be a man and his boy. <laughs> that, that's a great. You're kind of like my dad. Like, my voice will never mature to the level of your handsomeness, and it's something I've had to accept. If we were a boat, well, thank you for the kind words, obviously. Oh, you're if we were dead. a boat, I think I would be that big thing you used to steer in the bottom of the boat. Is that called an oar? No. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell Maybe. oar right now? Do it. O-A-R. All right, we get it. You passed fourth grade spelling. Ooh, yeah. cool. I passed it good, too. And then I think you're maybe the crow's nest. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is for sure. Yeah, it's a nest yeah. where the crows hang out in. Dude, yeah. boat? People who know everything about boats are interesting type of human beings. Like, yeah, that's the it, uh, that's the Port Harbor 75, and I got two of them in my garage. And I'm like, yeah, me too, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I love weird. the Port Harbor 75. It's, it's, it's really good. It's a great one. Dude, I've been watching that. a ton of Harry Potter lately. Can I just go in mm-hmm. on this for a second? Yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd, and you know this, and, dude, sometimes just they, like, name their brooms. They're like, that's the A2000X Machina 52. I'm like, what? And then, like, they do it again, but, like, it's the 54, and they're like, ooh, and I'm like, what? Harry Potter, for a fictional wizard franchise, it had a lot of, like, branding of, like, brooms and wands. Like, there was a lot of, like, product placement that was all not real. Would you ever play a game of Quidditch? No. Oh, you could get me on a Quidditch field. Dude, I would. I know. Yeah, you could get me that out is, there. That's the most crow's nest thing you've ever said. It really is. Like, if, dude, if you ever see me running around in the Quidditch match, I'm t- going so hard. Somebody goes to get the beater, and I'm dropping the beat on them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Quidditch trash talk. Not an or move. That's how, if you want to be in bottom of the boat kind of figure like me, you're not going to get that through Quidditch trash talk. Ooh, how would you trash talk me in Quidditch? I'm, I'm swinging up the right side. I kick your broom out of your legs. You're down. You're out for the count. How you rebuttaling? I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like sweeping puns to be utilized. Like I'd be like, Ooh. you just got dusted. And then I'd like be like, I do a little, like clean you a little bit. If you're slow in Quidditch, that's a tough day. Just have a bad day on the Quidditch court. How does I have a lot of Twitch questions, but Thank how you. does speed work in Quidditch? Is it the speed of the broom, or is it like NASCAR? Like you rely on the machine that's just a wood thing with a bunch of horse hair, or is it like is Harry Potter fast, or is his is his broom just fast? But doesn't he have a really good one? 
Dude, I've always wondered about this. It's like, oh, are you just born with speed? You get, how does, what differentiates them? You just lean a little bit harder. You can slump those shoulders a little tighter. Like, what? They're all doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. And why, now that now that we're on the subject of Harry Potter, what the rules the of Quidditch for are whack as hell, bro. I am blowing this team out 140 <laughs> to nothing. Then this dude grabs one golden nut and he wins the game. <laughs> how does that count? That's BS. I grab I grab your golden nut one time and I'm one not time. allowed in your house anymore. Now you win Quidditch. It dude, it was I was watching one of the other night and they were losing so hard and then Harry grabs the golden snitch and like they win. I'm like, oh that's whack. Whoever made that rule cheated. Well, well well this is the issue with Quidditch. It's basically like watching Miracle on Ice if hockey was a made up sport. Mm-hmm. There's no act it's not based on anything except the books. So every every time they play, it's scripted. It's like it's like WWE. It is true. There's there's no fair game. Slytherin never wins. It's just whack as hell, dude. Imagine if you were playing baseball. This is the equivalent of Quidditch. And somebody gives you, they just randomly the umpire calls out and goes, "Stop! This pitch is worth twelve runs." And then you hit it out, and you're like, mm. "Game over! Game over!" <laughs> it's it's basically like the kid in fourth grade who's always has to win. Yeah, it's like he's getting blown out all game, and everyone's like, oh, time to come outside. No, next shot wins. He's like, dude, I'm beating yes. you 21 to nothing. How does that work? Yeah. Then he hits the shot, and he wins. P.S. Next point wins, I love. Oh, I do. I love that concept. I love that philosophical theory. I've never thrived under pressure. I crack. But that's the beauty in it, because you can be losing 20 to 1, and then, like, next shot wins. It's a 50-50 ball game. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever come through in a clutch moment in my life. I'm probably out for 700. If there is like, oh, this could win the game, I'm failing. There's at least one. At least one moment. Don't know about that. I'm going to be honest. Your birth. That is true. I did. I really secured the bag on that. Yeah, you did it. I mean, you had probably a 50-50 shot. You could have just died. That's true. That's true. I could also win a hot dog eating contest if I was really pushed to it, but... I ha- my, those days are kind of behind me. That's like my troubled past. Don't lie to our wonderful audience. Do you truly think you could? Against you, yes. I think you got well, a little yeah, quit. I, mean, I think you got a little quit in you. When the dogs are on the line, I think you're gonna back out. Ye- duh. But is, <laughs> so every hot dog eating contest is just against me. <laughs> well, duh. Do you think I have any other friends? What are you? What are we talking about here? Well, yeah. I mean, contests aren't against friends. They're against enemies. That is true. That is true. I would definitely form an alliance in a hot dog eating contest and then backstab that guy so hard. Big yo, me and you, we're going to go. I, I'm really gonna... starting to think you've just never watched a hot dog eating contest. What do you mean? There's no alliance. It's like Game of Thrones where you, you make friends, you, you double cross. I'm a big alliance guy. If I go anywhere, I'm looking to form an alliance. Is, it's not Survivor. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good alliance, dude? Like you get into a group of people, you find one or two guys, and you're like, yeah, you know, we're going to stick together. And then no. as soon as you can, you're like, yeah, yo, this guy I, sucks. And you get out of the alliance. I know, I know what an alliance is. I'm just saying it has nothing to do with a hot dog eating contest. Feels like you're, do me and you and Wilson have an alliance? Is that is that what's right, going on here? On. We're, just, we're just going at a very fast speed today. What do you mean? I'm just trying to chat. <laughs> um, do you mean be... Do me, Babadoo, and Wilson have an alliance? Feels like I would do. say so. Feels like a strong alliance. I'll, but, I'll I mean, probably... there's clearly a backstabbing that is going to happen, and we all know oh, who's going to get could. the brunt of that force. Oh, yeah, dude. As soon as the opportunity is, I'm backstabbing you. And I think we've already come to terms of that. Like, we've both accepted the fact uh, that— Me? No, I'm backstabbing you. 
You're the backstabby. Not the backstabber. No. no, we're backstabbing Wilson. No, me and Wilson have a double alliance. So all three of us have an alliance. Then you think me and you have an alliance, but really me and Wilson have an alliance against you because you don't pay either of us. That works perfect into my master plan. Hey, really? <laughs> Wait, you got another alliance going on? <laughs> have you met Wilson's son? No way. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> None of these references are right at all. That was a great reference. That's, that's a good idea for like a bit. Just throw it for one whole episode. Like just only reference things you haven't seen. Like I'm starting to think you just haven't seen Harry Potter. Uh, what do you mean? Big, big Quidditch guy. Dude, the editing on reality TV shows is my absolute favorite. It's really good. When do you think it switched from, like, people really liked it to, like, people like it because it's so ironic and bad? I would say mid-2011. I feel like that's where the tide turned. Yeah, that was a good year. Was it? I don't really remember much from that. I don't know. I was 11. (laughs) That's prime age. Baseball! Let's get into the baseball, Jack. Baseball is hot. The Nationals are not, so this is tough to wear, but it's a Scherzer shirt, Mm. so I'm feeling good today. I... We've had an interesting start. Um, you've publicly said that you're gonna backstab me on air, which I mean. Well, at least just, I'm telling it to your face. It's more like a front true. stab I, now. Yeah, it's a front stab. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a stab. <laughs> yeah, you're stabbing me basically. Um, no, I think a, a normal stab would be you just don't say anything. A backstab would be you're super sneaky about it. Ooh. Front stab is probably what you're doing. But Can I come tell I you what like... your new baseball nickname is that we should add what? to our list of baseball nicknames? Mm-hmm. Yours is Scab. Scab? Yeah, you're Scab. What about, oh, That's Scabby in the Bump? Oh, I'm such a bump. I love that. Yeah. St- I'm a bump that you bump. get on your forehead that's like not a zit yet, but you're like, oh, God, this could yeah. develop into a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's like raise over it one morning. You're like, wait, what? It's the source of like a 35-year just constant worry that you might die from it. Yeah, and you're just like, I don't want to go to the doctor for this, but this bump is a part of my life now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, What was I saying? You said interesting start. Interesting start to the podcast, clearly. But I would like to rub something in your face a little bit, I think. Go for it. I'm a little sweaty, by the way. It's a little hot in here, but I'll let you go. Uh, Yeah. I'm sweaty, too. I think trying to follow your mental circles, it was like running a 5K, so I'm dripping. I think everybody in the audience followed it perfectly. You're getting Maybe. <laughs> well, I got, I got that. <laughs> Make um, it clear. <laughs> you, yeah, it's not a backstabbing. You've, you've told me I'm multiple just, times. I'm just going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect the honesty. You're wearing a nat- national shirt. I am. And we had a pretty heated off-season debate for like 10 episodes in a row saying that you thought the Nats had a chance to win the division. You thought the Nats were a lock to not finish last. I did. Um, and that was a bad take. I don't think it was a bad take because I think all of my opinions were right. Schwarber and Josh Bell has an 800 OPS this year. He's had a year, dude. He's crushing it. Squire yeah, Schwarber but, was good with the Nationals. And I said, yeah. Schwarber and Josh Bell, if they were good, they would help the Nationals. They were both good. They didn't help the Nationals, though. Yeah, the the, the team made good acquisitions, but the team was really, really bad. 
That is true. So they I were guess I... pieces that I predicted were going to be traded. And you, I think you were saying more pieces that could help this team win the division. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. I told you so. I get it. I get it. You were right. Yeah. I was wrong. I can, I'm a man. I can admit when I was wrong. It's like that one time we went out to dinner and you wouldn't pay. And I said I was wrong for not paying. Like, I understand it. But Nationals, tough spot to be. I did not expect they were going to trade Trey Turner this year. Not expect they were going to be trading Scherzer. So I was wrong. Yeah. I kind of sad about it too because I feel like the Nationals would be a lot of fun. Juan Soto, sneaky, having a stunning year. It's like, oh, the Nats still are a fun team. but they, Yeah, I mean, Juan Soto's fun. He's a fun guy. And I, I do feel bad that they were just like, we're breaking everything up. They broke up the band. It was like big time mm-hmm. rush. It just ended so fast. What was our other team that we were like really going back and forth on in the off season that we like fundamentally disagreed on? Was it Oakland? Uh, Might have been was, Oakland. Oakland was one of them. I don't know if that was the one though. Yeah, and I don't know who's won on Oakland because they kind of have, they're not going to make the playoffs. But so I technically you won that, but they're not that bad. I had a good I had a good year of predictions. You had a good well, year. Actually, you had a good off season. Stay tuned for the prediction episode because we'll see how many we actually got right. But that is true. We definitely had our hit and misses. You know, I still have my Zach Wheeler take, which was which was a good. That's one. true. At least there was one team that we both got right. The Chicago White Sox. They're AL Central champions. They're the first team to wrap up their division. Claps in the chat. Good job, White Sox. We're proud of you. Wire to wire, maybe the only team who's truly dominated the division. I guess the Giants have too. I, I just feel like it's a little different out there because the Dodgers and them are still neck and neck. We'll get to that. 99, yeah. 98 wins. But the White Sox have clearly all year paced that division. There's never been a, a week, not even like a five-day stretch where the division was in doubt. They have by far just been the best team. The White Sox have been killing it, but I think also I agree with like your dump. They've just been dominating because their division has just been mm-hmm. un- incredibly bad. So those two points combined... They're just, they've just run away with it for the whole year. If I think if there was another team that was like decent, it would have been a little bit closer. Like maybe the Twins or the, um, I guess the Indians. That's really the only option. I think if they were a little more competitive, it would have been a little bit harder. But the White Sox did. They just beat up on those teams and just kind of coasted. I think the Twins are my bigger takeaway from the White Sox clinching the division than the White Sox themselves. The fact that. Yeah. The Twins have become such an irrelevant conversation when they were supposed to win like 100 games and win the AL Central and the White Sox weren't ready. that They are so irrelevant all year and have been so bad, I think is the biggest story from the AL Central, even with the White Sox clinching. And like good for them, their team's stacked and nobody wants to play them in October. The fact that nobody pushed them all year, I blame the Twins on that because that was your job and you guys have just like sucked deviled eggs. So... That's a tough yeah. one. I agree. I think the Twins, they started out historically awful. It was and so bad. kind of everyone was like, you know, I think month one we were like, is it panic time yet? And we had our eye on them. And by month two, Eyes they were irrelevant. Yeah, they were just completely gone. And so it, and as you said, this was a team that was like AL powerhouse. And now they're completely like full rebuild. That's It's a bummer. It's a big it's a big bummer because the AL Central should have been a really fun race. It should have been an NL East, NL West type race. Like, we should have been talking about the Twins are going to push the White Sox this year. But look out for those Indians. They could 
They got talent. They could come up in the rear. And the division kind of just fell short. Like, and good start, job on the White Sox for handling the division and handling their business. They were one of the teams that didn't fall short. It does set me up for an interesting thought. As the White Sox are like <clears throat> our third team or fourth team to clinch a playoff spot. Tampa Bay Rays also clinch a playoff spot. Collapses them. I don't know. Where did we come in on the race? I felt like we came in high. We might have come in low. We I, we respected I, them. I vividly remember but, saying we're too stupid to judge them. Yes, I think we probably... I don't think we picked them to clinch the division. I did go on a Rays podcast earlier this year when the Red Sox were really good and the Rays were like kind of struggling. And they asked me... <clears throat> I forget what the question was, but they were like, oh, are the Rays... The Red Sox going to win this division. And I remember saying the Red Sox are going to win 88 games. I was wrong because they already have 89 wins. I said the Red Sox are going to win 88 games and the Rays are going to easily win the division. And I guess mm-hmm. I was right. Because yeah. the Rays, that's the thing about them. They're so, we like, I've been meaning to do this rant forever now. They're so frustratingly good. And like you can't hate on them because if you were a Rays fan, you would love it. But everything they do is so dang smart and it works so perfectly that it's like it's the perfect recipe. And we have to, as baseball fans, we make this mistake all the time. Everybody makes this mistake. We have to stop associating name recognition with talent. Like I know yeah. who that player is. So he's like we fall into this trap. Like you, one player like sticks in your head. Like he has a really good month, a really good couple years. And we're still talking about the guy to the next like. Johnny Cueto. Like, when was the last time Johnny Cueto was dominant? But you hear Johnny Cueto and you associate the fact of, oh, he's a good pitcher. When there's a million of other, not to target Johnny Cueto, but there's a million of other pitchers who were doing better, but we just don't associate their names with that yet. And that's what the Rays do really good. Yeah, I want, I want to make a whole video on name recognition <clears throat> in baseball. because It's a problem. A, I mean, in all of sports too, but I we're in-depth in baseball and I feel like it happens a lot in baseball where a guy will have a really good season and just because he had that really good season, um, either he'll get a really huge contract, because that's just kind of how the business works, but also they will be a good player for about five years in people's yep. minds. Kind of like, I mean, not no hate against Christian Yelich, but he still has that MVP feel, but he is not an MVP player. He's nope. a good baseball player, but that name recognition is going to carry him for a while, and people are always going to say, why aren't you performing like an MVP? You're an MVP, but... A lot of players can just have good years and then return to another place. And then a lot of players can be really good. Like a guy like Joey Wendell. He's just been killing it for a little Willie bit Willie Adamas. Now. Yeah, Willie Adamas. But people... He's actually gotten more love on the Brewers, I feel, which is weird. He has. Um, I think like the whole story about him not being able to see the ball and Trop and the Trop yeah. really helped. My biggest person and biggest comparison for this is Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor. Both on the Dodgers. We all know who Cody Ballinger is, and we all associate Cody Ballinger with a really good MVP caliber baseball player, and he just hasn't been that, but we still give him the benefit of the doubt, and we still, and I'm not saying we shouldn't, like, he's a great baseball player and he has the talent, but if you hear the name Cody Ballinger and you hear the name Chris Taylor, who are you going to pick as a casual baseball fan? You're going to pick Cody Ballinger when Chris Taylor this year has been all-star caliber good. He's been nuts on the Dodgers as a utility man playing outfield, playing infield. He's been great. But it's just like, oh, if you see Chris Taylor as a baseball fan, that recognition doesn't – or, like, the way we all watch baseball, it doesn't click. It's such a good point, though. One, like, 850 OPS season earns you five years of he's got it. 
Yeah, and not even OPS, because I feel like that OPS doesn't really mm-hmm. click in that same genre of people who, like, inflate those names. It's like... Oh, it's true. One 50 home run season, you're a name, even though you might not be, like, a good player. But maybe that... I mean, counter-argument, is that better for baseball? Is that what they're trying to do? Are they trying to bring up Cody Bellinger because he's a hottie and he has a lot of potential, but that's not always going to hit, but it's better to take those shots even if they miss? Or is it... Because do people really want to buy... Does greater America want to buy a Joey Wendell jersey? Maybe not, but... It's a good point. Yeah. I like that they market their players and, like, they build up to Cody Ballinger's and Christian Yelich. I think that's good. And, like, it's awesome for... Like, we want people to get marketed. But at the same time, that's good for baseball as a whole. But if we're going to sit here as baseball fans and say what the Rays is doing is bad or, like, the Rays aren't as talented as X team or Y team or the analytics on the... No, we're just not recognizing their players because we don't... They just... Their names aren't clicking, so we're not giving them the respect that they deserve for what they've done. Yeah. And the great thing about, this, like, the national stage that the Rays are going to be on is if they make it to... Like, if they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs... People will trash on them and say they don't have what it takes. If they make it to the World Series, all these players are going to become stars. We know who Diego Castillo is. We know who Joey Wendell is. We know like a lot of their players who aren't like superstars, but in mm-hmm. the playoffs, <clears throat> we just get to know them. Kind of like we got to know Juan Soto, and that births superstar talent often. So as long as they get to the playoffs, they're going to get like whoever's in the World Series everyone's going to love and know those players and have their favorites or even hate those players, which is good too. So. But yeah, it's so weird. Cause like, if you look at like players careers at the end of the day, it's always very fascinating to see, Oh, who's an underrated player in baseball. It's like, I hate the, who's an overrated player because you know, I don't like talking about negative, like negative baseball players like that. Like positivity is like what we do here, but it's like underrated baseball players. You just go up and down the list of players who don't Tyler O'Neill. Like we talked about him. And the Cardinals, nobody's like real. Like he's starting to get love lately, but he's an awesome all year. And like he hasn't. I talked about Josh Bell with an 800 OPS on the season. It's like we haven't heard anything about him all year. Yeah, haven't heard haven't heard his name. In if we forever. if I told you in the off season when we were talking about the Nats, yo, you were gonna get an 800 OPS season from Josh Bell, you would have been like, dude, that's nuts. No way. Yeah. And like that's crazy. It's a really good. It's it's so interesting. And my favorite part of baseball is like finding those type of players who don't aren't getting the recognition they deserve. It's very fascinating. So if don't hate on the Rays. Respect what they're doing. Yeah, the Rays pod, <clears throat> full off-season pod, probably a bunch of videos. Fascinating, that, dude. De- depending on what they do in the playoffs, if they make it to the World Series again, there's gonna be, the whole off-season is, is going to be talking about the Rays method. How do you feel about the question of, as <clears throat> the Rays have clinched the playoff, I guess this is a good time to propose this question. I guess a little bit of a serious question, but we opened up with a lot of banter. Do you, if the Rays make it to a World Series and lose again, are you going to start buying into that the Rays method doesn't work? I don't think so. I think if you make it to the World Series two years in a row, that's a giant success. I think it's very interesting because I've seen a lot of people say this, like, if the Rays don't win a World Series, it's proof that it doesn't work. If I told you your team could get to -to back-to-back World Series and lose to generational teams and the Dodgers... If the Dodgers get back there, they lose to the Dodgers again, hypothetically, or they lose to the Giants who are having a magical run. I don't think any baseball fan would say they don't want to get to the World Series and lose. Yeah. It's like no one wants to lose, but it's better than not making the playoffs. Yeah, and this isn't the NBA where 
if you have a super team, it's literally championship or bust. Like you don't, you're not like having LeBron yeah. join up with Carmelo and be like, we need to win a ring. It's not baseball's so unpredictable that if you can get to the World Series two years in a row, that's crazy. And then at that point, you just, I mean, it's either a lot of bad luck or you just were beat two series in a row, which can happen. It's really easy to lose four games each year for two years. Like, that's very easy to do. Pretty easy. You go three and four in a regular season basically every other week. It's kind of like a yeah. common thing in baseball. My least favorite argument in all of sports, it doesn't happen as much in baseball because it's more of a team sport, is when we hold world champion losses against a player. It's like a player gets more hate or the Rays will get more hate for losing back-to-back World Series than the Red Sox or the Yankees will get for not making World Series the past two years. We'll criticize the team who made it more. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> weird because obviously there's some sort form of like kind of a jealousy there. Oh, for sure. But it, it's a weird spot where some, like sometimes the loser gets more hate than the winner, even if you hate that winning team. It's it's a weird dynamic. It's like, yeah, you finished second and I finished eighth, but I'd rather finish eighth than second. It's like, what? Yeah. That's Why? A, maybe that speaks on... We're going deep here. We started crazy. We're going deep. I'm into it. But it's so interesting that, to me. Does that speak on, like, American sports leagues, just obsession with being number one? Because in the it Olympics, really does. one, two, and three are killing it. Imagine if you lose the World Series. Like, you lose... If you get first place in snowboarding, or if you get second place in snowboarding or the luge, you lost. But you still won silver. In yeah. baseball and football and hockey... In the NBA, if you lose the championship, you, no one calls it second place. No one calls it like silver medal. You just like your season's done. For sure, it makes no sense. It's like, <clears throat> wouldn't you rather like if somebody told me or you at the beginning of the season the Red Sox are going to be the second best team in baseball? Do you get upset by that at all? Like, no, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm thrilled. If anybody yeah, that, told anybody that your fan my every year. Just got hard. Yeah, your team's going to be the second-best team in baseball. Nobody would be upset. Then your team's the second-best team in baseball, and you're like, should have been number one. And it's like, I don't know. But yeah, you're right, though. That's a deeper conversation. It is interesting. Deep. That's an off-season topic for sure we can get into. It's interesting. So far, I think we've created about five thesis essays just in this podcast. This is what you're getting. Thanks for listening. That is my one serious sports take that I truly stand by that it will always bother me. Like, cause I'll be like listening to, and we can transition to the Red Sox here, because I've been listening to Boston like sports radio recently, and I was just like, the like people, the expectations always change. Like somebody asked, as we get to the Red Sox, they've won seven straight games, they've been dominating. They're, the magic is back in Boston. I know Jack is nipples are hard. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They've been crushing it. They're setting themselves up for a giant series against the weekend against the Yankees starting tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, free game set against the Yankees in Fenway to determine the top wild card spot. Yankees are two back of the Red Sox for the top wild card with the Blue Jays only half a game out at the time of recording yesterday, playing a four game set with the Twins. Free game set uh, starting tomorrow. They've already played one game by the time you're listening to this. However that went, I don't know. But the wild card's super close. Red Sox are playing the Yankees. And if the Red Sox were to win, let's say Red Sox beat the Yankees, they go on, they have the top spot in the wild card, they beat the Yankees, and then they lose in a division series to the Rays. Are you, like, super upset as a Red Sox fan about that? A little. I'm sad. For sure. I think I'm sad. 
I just want kind of this is my theory, which is is a weird theory as a sports fan. I think, no, but no, if no. my team can make it to the playoffs, I'm happy. I'm so happy because I love the hype. I love the the city energy. Everyone's excited. I order a pizza, crack open a Ooh. few adult root beers, and just sit down and w- get a chance to get my heart broken or get my nipples extra hard. If the Red I Sox love just make that the opportunity. playoffs, there's nothing have to worse than. It. Oh yeah, Good there's nothing worse than just lose. Like you don't make the playoffs, because then you got nothing to look forward to. I'm a huge looking forward to things guy. You really are. I'm kind of the same way. Like I look forward to things, so I'm so I'm like never really disappointed because then I look forward to the next thing. Yeah, I always got to keep myself looking forward to something. It's how I live. But yeah. I just thought about it. It's like oh, the Red Sox come in this year. They win 90 games, which is great. They beat the Wild Yankees in a wild card game at Fenway Park, and then they lose in five games to the Tampa Bay Rays. I can live with that. Like that's not a bad year. Yeah, yeah. that one wild card. I'd prefer to win one series. Winning so a series is a always card. a good time. Winning a series yeah. is a great time. But, like, if you lose to the better team, like, I'm just like, all right, tip your cap and move on your way. If the Red Sox beat the Yankees, am I wearing a Red Sox shirt? Oh, no, that's the Braves. Ooh. <laughs> if the Red Sox, yeah, NL East kind of day, I guess. If the Red Sox Every beat the Yankees in the wild card, that is a form of winning the World Series for me this year. It's a serotonin boost. <laughs> because it's like we're knocking out the Yankees when we were not really supposed to be that good. And they were supposed to be really good, and we're eliminating them. That's a win, even if we then go on to get demolished by the Rays. But clearly, it's the Rays' year. It's not really our year. Hey, maybe it is our year. The yellow jersey fever is hot, Jack. And yellow socks. Red Sox, seven in a row. The yellow socks, I'm sorry. Are you in on this whole yellow jersey kick? Just wear them until you lose. That's how I feel. Just keep wearing those bad boys. I like it. Yeah. So people don't know. Red Sox have won seven in a row now, and they started that win streak wearing the yellow jerseys. They asked the manager to Alex Cora. Can we wear them like we like them? And then they just keep keep wearing them, keep wearing them, and they're not going to stop until they lose. So they've they've worn well, them for a week straight. Did you see it's Rob Manfred approved it to wear them in the playoffs? Yeah. It's been approved. So the yellow jerseys are coming out in October, baby. I like it. I'm not a huge fan of the jerseys on the field, but if you're going to win, wear those bad boys to sleep. Wear them in the shower. Yeah. I don't care. I'm in on the yellow Ooh. socks. <laughs> City Connect playoffs because most of the teams who got city connects are playoff teams our internet went out Uh oh we're back though so red sox yankees are also meeting up tonight i think you might have already said this before the storm the storm wilson there wasn't cut a storm. the power lines because we didn't talk to him enough he just like chewed on the power lines too much wilson yeah or me just nibbling away you also kind of nibble i'm a nibbler a little bit of a nibbler. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Red Sox are hot. They got the jerseys going. Yankees starting to feel it a little bit against the Rangers. They're kind of burning up. Now we got a big weekend series. In my opinion, I think whoever wins this series is going to be the home playoff team. Kind of how I'm going hot take artist on you. We got, like, 10 games left to go. Yankees play the Blue Jays after they play the Red Sox. So the momentum from this series is really going to affect the playoff picture and how it p- plays out. So I think this is giant for both teams red yeah. sox are winning now is it a four game four gamer three game set three game okay so i think to really solidify anything a team would need to sweep i think if the yankees beat the red sox at fenway not even if they don't clinch the top wild card spot that's such a momentum booster for that clubhouse coming into fenway for the wild card spot if they're yeah. that 
Like, yo, we just oh, so went in there and we whooped that team. You're already locking down that Red Sox Yankees are going to be in the wild card? Feels like it. Yeah. That's kind of like my so, gut been okay. telling me. The Blue Jays had the biggest punch they got, I think. I think the Blue Jays threw, like, their haymaker. They did, yeah. I mean, And I don't know if they have another one in this. If stores. Blue Jays sweep, though, and then the Red Sox sweep, Yankees are out. It's true. If Red Sox beat the Yankees and Blue Jays take three out of four from the Twins, they're in the offs and Yankees are out. And yeah. then we get a Yankees-Blue Jays series for that last wild card spot. Oh, my God, my Ooh, root- mind is twirling. I'm rooting for that. I think I'm rooting for that, too. Yeah. I want Red Sox to sweep the Yankees. Blue Jays sweep the Twins. Now, Blue Jays are two up on the Yankees with a free game set against the Yankees. Remember, the Blue Jays swept the Yankees in a four-game set just a couple weeks ago. Yankees looking for revenge. Ooh, that's good. Good drama. It's a good story. Good drama. These are great playoff games. The pace. Like, the, I think that the Red Sox are the less talented team of the Yankees, but in a one-game or, like, in a, a wild-card game, I Anything like it at Fenway. I like it. If it's at Fenway, I think the Red Sox can win it. Even though they're not the better team, yeah. I think they can win it. I think anything anything can happen in a one-game wild card. So there's no, like, favorite there. It's just misery, misery for both fan bases. Oh, for sure. But if it's, like, in New York, I'm like, we're not winning. There's no yeah. chance we're going and beating Garrett Cole in New York in a one-game yeah. wild card. Like, I don't see that happening. Like, I don't think any of our pitchers could go. Chris Sale could, but... I think they're going to go Ovaldi in the playoff spot. Which I called. You did call it. Talk about another guy who's not getting enough love this year. He's been gross all year. He, but he, his home road splits are pretty drastic. Like, he's much better yeah. at Fenways than he is on the road. For, like, when you look up his stats, it's like, yeah, he's having a good year. But when some of his starts have looked so dominant, they're not really shown in his stats. Because I think no, his ERA is, like, high threes. But he's pitched, yeah, like, a low threes. When he's on it, like, he's... One of the nastiest pitchers in the game. I remember, do you remember that start? I don't know if you saw it early in the year. He pitched against the Yankees. He went like seven shutty, but then the bullpen blew it in the eighth mm-hmm. inning. And like, that's, I know he can dominate the Yankees. He's been doing it for yeah. quite a bit of time. So he, if it's at Fenway, I like that. And he's starting the series tomorrow night versus, or tonight versus Cole. So versus it's like, Cole. we're going to get a preview. That's insane. It is insane. Such a roller coaster of a ride for the Red Sox this year, though. Starts the year, best team in baseball, have a stretch where COVID and they just played like dog poop. And then the past three weeks, they've been once again a dominant team. And Bobby Dahlback may be one of the best players in the ALs this month in September. He's yeah. been crushing it. It really feels like they were, and we apologize if you're not a Red Sox fan. We've talked a lot about the Red Sox this episode and this season already. But hopefully we're converting you slowly to Red Sox Nation. A little bit. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox were so good. And then right when they were, like, about to be, like, favorites to win the World Series, they did nothing at the trade deadline. And then that, I think that really affected the team. And they were horrible, horrible, horrible. I think, what, like, mid—start of August, mid-July, they were, like—they went on a stretch that was, like, 3-12 and 12, or, like, 1-12. and 12. It was bad. And then they just played decent— the rest of the way and they were so good to start the year like people forget how good they were that their record Dominant. is still good after winning like ten, after losing 10 in a row they're still like 20 games over 500 and we're like all right how are we doing this i don't know and now they're in the spot where it's like they're barely in the wild card so as you said what a roller coaster i'm gonna be puckered the whole season i'm already puckered i'm a constant state of puckered watching sure. this red sox team but it's a good kind of puckered it's like i care 
about this team and like where what their potential is. Like I don't think they can win a World Series. I don't think any of the wild card teams in the AL, any whoever makes it, I don't think they're getting out of the division series. I think Tampa's gonna kind of stomp on whoever gets out of that wild card game. But Blue Jays are, has the best chance, in my opinion, if they do get out of the wild card game to give them the raise a run. But the Red Sox, if they continue to play like this, and you look up and down their roster, it's there's more talent than like we really give them credit for. Last question on Red Sox Yankees: As this series comes to uh, a head, and as they kind of feel like on a destiny to meet each other in a wild card game, if the Yankees lose to the Red Sox in the playoffs, would you say that the Yankees had a made the wrong decision at the trade deadline, and that the Red Sox made the right decision? That's a good question. Um, I think the the Yankees probably made the wrong decision, but they did get to the playoffs, so... It's tough. It's tough, yeah. I think as a Red Sox fan, if the Red Sox beat the Yankees, I think they made the good decision because we also saved prospects for next year. We can sure. beat the Yankees again. If the Yankees lose, I mean, they got to the playoffs but the expectation was world series favorite so i think probably they didn't they probably made the wrong decision especially seeing what i mean i've personally forgotten rizzo was on the yankees i'm not watching a ton of yankees baseball but have rizzo and gallo been mating that every night impact i don't know Rizzo has not been as good at first base defensively. It's advertised. Like, uh, I follow a lot of Yankees people on Twitter, and I listen to a lot of stuff, just like I follow a lot of content. Uh, And shout-out John Boy. And it's clear that, like, he's not performing up to expectation. Gallo's had been a pretty bad stretch. He had a big homework the other night, but he's not been the guy that— Gallo's kind of the—Gallo overall as a player is a bit of an oddball. Like, his OBP's crazy, but he's He's not a player who's going to come in and— yeah, he's not going to come in and change your team like through the core. If Gallo is like a top five player on your team, in my opinion, I don't think you're in a good spot. Like you're not in a great spot there. Yeah, it's a great, great piece in the lineup. So their moves themselves haven't really changed that clubhouse or like changed the team. But the what they represent really sparked the Yankees. The Yankees were a dead team at the trade deadline. They've been I think thirty three and nineteenth since the trade deadline, and we're talking about them in a playoff role where I buried them a couple months ago. So. I look at it, even if the Yankees lose to the Red Sox, I think the Yankees made the right call buying in on the team because you have to. You're in a win-now mode. Yeah. There aren't no options for a failed season. And I still think that the Red Sox made the wrong decision because they could have gotten better, and there's always room to get better. And the market really wasn't that expensive this year. So I don't think that the trade deadline really changes from the outcome of the wild card game. Yeah, in a weird way, I think both teams ended up in the – in a spot that they might have ended up anyways. Well, the Red Sox have been 25 and 24 since the trade deadline, and the Yankees yeah. have been 33 and 19. So if the Red Sox and the Red Sox were in first place at the trade deadline. Yeah. So, yes, the Red Sox are in the playoffs, but that was never a question. The question yeah, so, of them missing the playoffs shouldn't have ever come into picture. But so say the Red Sox got Rizzo at the deadline. Does that mean they're going to win the division over the Rays? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So there is, like, other pieces they could have added, but I actually think not getting Rizzo probably helped them because Bobby Dahlbeck has been nuts since yeah. not trading for Rizzo. So that piece, I don't think I would have, like, look, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but Rizzo maybe not have added to this team or even Gallo. It's not really a fit here, but 
the concept of investing in your team, I still think really yeah, was that, the cause, like you pointed out earlier, of that slump that I think could have been avoided. Yeah, even, I mean, Schwarber, even that move. He's been good. Has been good. So maybe that's something. I don't, it's hard to speculate right now because. It is. Who knows? Both these teams could miss the playoffs and or they could be in the NL, AL. It'd be weird if they're in the NLDS in the ALCS next next month. So weird spot to predict. But nonetheless, that series will be Fun. must-watch baseball that we will be pumping out content out of our ass. Red Sox, week. Yankees come to Fenway. I'm going. Red Sox lose the wild card game. I bleach my hair. Putting it into the world Ooh. right now. Is this real? Really I real? I will bleach. If the Red Sox lose to the Yankees at Fenway Park in a wildcard game, I will bleach my hair. Put it on record. Take that note. Producer Wilson, write it down. I'm so And you'll scared. bleach my hair you'll bleach my hair for me. I'm so scared for you. And we'll record it for content. Well oh yeah. Duh. Yeah, you'll get in the tub with me, you'll bleach this bad boy, and we'll record it for content. And then I'll do a couple podcasts with bleached hair. And then I'll just cut it all off. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, you can't unbleach hair. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of podcasts with bleached hair. A lot of bleached podcasts. I'm in, dude. Red Sox are used to the Yankees. Book it down. Write it in. That's a lot. Are you nervous about my socks now? You got to invest. Dude, you know the emotional stakes that are going to be on the line when we're at Fenway Park? My head's on the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous for your hair, not the Red Sox. They'll be fine. They will be fine. You want to know what series I watched a ton of this like week for Cardinals no Brewers? Yes, but also Mariners Athletics. Oh. They played a series, dude. I was so dialed into that. Those for are no like reason. the two dead wildcard team matchup that are still not dead, but the hype. Yeah, is exactly. Up. I was like, if someone sweeps, you, you can get me excited. Yeah, no one swept. Did they? But split? I was excited. Yeah, they split. Obviously. Duh! Yeah. Like, could not have been more obvious. But I looked at it and I was like, of course, this happened. But I was watching like every second of the games. I was locked in. As I went to bed at night, I was like, oh, this is perfect. What would you say is your least favorite word? Ooh. That people Kerfuffle. use a lot. Kerfuffle. That's a good that's word. Like, I, don't think, but I don't think that's a good word at all. I hate. Oh, I also got it wrong. Mariners did sweep the A's. I'm stupid. I thought oh. they split. There we go. Mariners sweep. I'm dumb. They're in it. Mariners swept. <laughs> I guess Are I didn't watch it? as much as all I guess I did. <laughs> yeah, how many games did you watch if you if you missed like three? I fell asleep at the end. <laughs> you watched you watched the starting pitcher debuts. That's all we really need. Dude, I got the inning five every night, and that's I'm confident of. Yeah, um, could time zones just stop? Dude, 10 p.m. starts are brutal. Like what the hell? I'm old. I can't stay up that late. 2, p- 2 a.m. Our Discord, patreon.com slash we got ice, by the way. Go check that out. Our Discord is just going off. And I'm like, oh, what's happening here? Yeah. Shout out to our patrons. Yeah, shout out to our patrons. If you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash we got ice today. $5 a month gets you an extra episode of the podcast. $1 gets you access to a Patreon exclusive Discord server where you get to talk baseball with me and Jack. Not till 2 a.m. No, I'll be asleep by 2 a.m. But you guys can still chat away. I'll answer you in the morning. Patreon.com slash we got ice. Go check that out. Let me let's take a quick look at the wild card standings. For AO or NL? AO. AO going back to don't really care. You wanna go with any NL love? Well no, because the NL wild card is like powerhouses. The AL wild card is just like who's gonna make it? I don't know. Well the NL wild card is powerhouses now because a certain team made in the powerhouse. That's oh yeah, it's actually not powerhouses. I was gonna say, you gotta 
I'll let you do your AI wildcard rant yeah, before yeah, I go yeah. in. Don't, don't segue too quick on me, Paul Blart over here. Dude, I got like eight segues in the garage. I'm ready to go. You want to segue with me? Let's go to the park. I know Let's that's a lie, and it's upsetting because I wish it was true. You want to know it's a lie? I don't have a garage. I'm sorry. True. The segues are wet when it rains. Boston's leading at 88 wins. Yankees at 86. Then you got Toronto half a game back of the Yankees. Seattle two games back. A's four Dude, games back. They're probably dead. Doesn't two games back feel like a mountain? It kind of does. But if there's any sweeps, if the Mariners win six in a row, they're in. And everyone's been streaking lately. It's been crazy. Um, quickly, last thing on the AO Walker. Did you see that video you told on the last podcast? You told a video about a streaker hopping yeah. on the field at Fenway Park. It went viral today. Yeah. Did you see on it? On Twitter. And yeah, a bunch of people were tagging. Yo, is this the story you said on the Weekend Ice podcast, Jack? And I was like, dude, that kid got clocked, bro. Yeah. Dude, I was in the stands and I think, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was opening like my beer or something. And my girlfriend was like, look, look, look. And before I even turned, he was on the ground. And I was like, oh, at least make it to the field so I can film it. But he got smacked. Dude, he got clapped. I was like, whoa, his shoes came off, I think. Dude, you know how hard you got to get hit for your sketchers to come off? Yeah. You got to get rocked. It, it was crazy. And it, like, it was literally a foot onto the field. Like, he didn't even stand a chance. He tried to peacock too soon. Yeah. You can't peacock until you've cleared some guards. Yeah, you got to gotta get some space. You got to create separation. Yeah, it's got to be at least a couple feet before you can start taunting. Yeah. I'm shifting us to the NL, though. Because the St. Louis Cardinals deserve our respect and our conversation, man. Because we've not, I personally have taken a dump on them. And I got to yeah. eat some crow here. So I'm going to do that. Wow. What a run. 12-game winning streak to basically lock up the second wild card spot. Padres, six and a half back. Phillies, five back. Reds, five back. So we got like 10 games to go. They just won 12 in a row. They beat the Brewers today. They clamped. On the Cardinals, they've just been cru- on the Padres. Sorry, they've been crushing it. Like they're dynamite right now. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, winning twelve in a row is a good way to just lock up that wild card um, to end the year. And I think I think I'm gonna give you a pass on the eating crow because we never said they were bad. We just said we didn't want them to make the playoffs. That's true, but I still I didn't I didn't give them enough love, and I I feel like I got to talk about that because if you're going to win 12 in a row in September after having such a weird year and like locking down that wild card spot truly taking it because no one in the AL is taking it like the Red Sox are getting hot now but they've been slumping everybody's been like slumping and the wild card was up for grabs in the NL and the Cardinals just say hey let us do what we do best and just make some playoff baseball happen yeah and honestly I respect the hell out of that like if you got that streak going Good for you. It's a big story about the Padres and where they're at as an organization as a whole after quite the brutal stretch against the Giants, the Cardinals, and all that. But, dude, it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm honestly kind of rooting for the Cardinals now. Like, you, they turned me from I don't want to see them in the playoffs to upset the Dodgers. Make it happen. That is quite—wow. That's quite the flip-flop. Dude, that's a cool story. I didn't want them, but exactly. Nobody wanted them. We all counted them out. They get to the playoffs. They upset the Dodgers. Bam. DS. Let's go. I'll, I'll always team. root for an upset. So I guess that, that is when I'll root for them, I guess. Dodgers are going to be a 105-win wildcard team. And the Giants are going to be a 106-win division team. Yeah. Beat them both. Go get it. That's pretty cool. That'd be wild, yeah. Um, 
Last division I wanted to check on a little bit because it's been kind of crazy. The NL East, which we've talked a lot about, and then we kind of just didn't talk about them. Um, Yeah, I'm wearing a Braves shirt actually right now. The Braves or the Phillies, right now the Braves have a a two-and-a-half game lead with, I think everyone's got like 10 games to go. So Braves or Phillies could win it. That's, I mean, either way it's wild. I just don't, I'm so confused. Everyone's just so bored of this division race. It's the most boring division race because all the teams are bad. Yeah, I think it's it's still like competitive, and the Phillies actually, as we're recording this, just came back from down six nothing against the Pirates to take the lead and you know hang in that division race. The season the Phillies have had, though, it feels like they've had so many Crazy. highs, and like Bryce Harper is like killing it. May, probably will win MVP. I think he should. But how are they? Like, how are they not winning the division? I'm so confused. It makes no sense. The NOEs, like you said, it's. A race is fun, but it's only fun when the teams are good and the baseball is good. Yeah. Like, bad baseball in a division race is like, okay, who's going to get to the playoffs and get their cheeks absolutely clapped by the Brewers? It's like, so yeah. how is that fun? The Mets are six games under five hundred, And is we're it... talking about them in September. Like, why? Yeah. And so, I mean, really, I mean, Phillies are 78 and 74, and the Braves are 80 and 71, which is actually, I mean, sh- shout out the Braves. They've, everyone, everything went wrong like our Wi-Fi, and they might go to the playoffs, and they're kind of, I mean, they've lost a lot of their weapons, but who knows? I mean, that's still, I'd rather see the Braves in the playoffs. Like, I'm starting to look at these playoff pictures, and there's just, like, like the Brewers, Wagon, great season, good team. They can go 3-7 in their last 10 now. They're not competing for anything. They got that locked up. Giants, 99 wins and they still have to play every game down to the wire because the Dodgers are breathing on their neck at 98 wins. Talk about it. That's yeah. a division race I want to see. It, That's cool. And that that is what I love. Like people are going to talk about the playoff format. We can get that in the offseason. How do you not love that though? Like the loot there is so much of an emphasis on every game for the Giants. How do you line your rotation up if you're the Giants? Like you have to prioritize winning that division no matter what. Like you can't line your divi- your rotation up because the Padres are battling you every game you gotta whatever yeah. you gotta do you gotta play every game like it's a playoff baseball game that's exhausting are the Dodgers gonna squeak out a division win and ooh. are the Cardinals and Giants gonna be the wild card team what is more ooh I think okay I'll, I'll answer your question before I ask you a question because that's how podcasts usually work I'll go <laughs> with <laughs> I'll go with no, Giants are going to win because I can't come to terms with the fact that the Giants are going to lose this division and the Dodgers are going to win the division after a year of the Giants just being the better team. I can't accept that. It'd be rough. but it, it Mentally, I'd be in a dark spot. If we get Giant like... Cardinals, Giants lose first round, I think I'm in a dark spot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the Dodgers are one game back. It's quite literally anyone's division. They're the same team. They're basically carbon copies of each other. They're just the Dodgers are the team of all the money, and the Giants are the team that's old. And the like Padres are just, the exact same. The Padres are stuff. so bad. Padres are bad, dude. It's crazy. Nobody wants to win a like Cy Youngs. Like get past week, Garrett Cole gave up seven runs to take him out of the Cy Young race. Max Scherzer gave up five runs today. Now his Cy Youngs in the question. Colton Burns just sitting there like, give me that bag, boys. Like, both kind of crazy. I saw some. I just will end with this, but I saw some Garrett Cole stats. Where it's like night games, he's dominant. Day games, he has like a five ERA. Sounds Very, like us. Weird, yeah. We've never done a good day podcast. Don't think ever. so. Wasn't 
I think one of the only podcasts we've ever scrapped was I think like an afternoon pod. And it was just brutal. I just, people don't really know this. I just, we can do more of like behind the scenes stuff on Patreon if you guys want. But we record every podcast at about like 9 to 11. Yeah, every that's why you occasionally catch a yawn slipping in there. Like podcasts yeah. are that like end of day you're things. very boring. I am very boring. Yeah. I'm a boring man. Like 9 p.m. is usually our start time for pods because you can't get me to do a 9 a.m. Like we're going to have to get better at that as we move forward. Like You're more saying, into but, it. You, you're more into you, the morning pod. Yeah, you can that's do it. True. But I do think we're it's, – it's just hard to be on. It's morning. tough to be funny at 11 a.m. Like yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to be really funny. Especially right we have a lot going against us anyways trying to be funny. We're not funny so in we need, Yeah, we need everything we can get. Yeah, true. I got one last story, and then we can get out of here. Because I would say that me and you might be the like least most two most least tough human beings I've ever met. We're weak. We're very soft. Yes. We're delicate people. And if I got a paper cut, might be out for a couple weeks. Like put me in a hospital. I cut, yesterday I cut myself on my mask. I was bleeding <laughs> from a mask. How does that even How? happen? You got some sharp mask going on over there, dude. What are you wearing spikes? Yeah. But <laughs> spikes. <laughs> See, not funny. Not funny. Um, <laughs> Chris Bassett returned to the mound five weeks after taking a baseball to the face and shattering his entire face. Comes back to the mound. And pitched today in Oakland. And I just thought that was so cool, dude. I was like, what a tough MFR. I have a hot take. Go give me the hot take. Quit. I'd quit. Stop playing baseball. I'm quitting too. It's I'm quitting too, too scary. You're going to get on that mound again? Live your life. Go to Puerto Rico. Who cares about winning? Who cares about toughness? Quit. I don't. Quitting is so quit. much. It's crazy how much easier quitting is than pursuing a goal. This is Just a we quit. got ice statement. Don't pursue any of your goals in life. Just quit. We got ice. Just quit. Just quit. If the yeah. going gets tough, we quit. <laughs> if the going gets tough, if the going gets tough, we get going out the door. The other way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if anybody ever says, "Oh, advas- adversity makes you better," just say, "No, I'm gonna go quit and go to bed." Because that's what I do. Yeah. I like that. That's a great message to the people of this podcast. Take that. Write it down. Yeah, write down, quit. And then just study that. Study. Because that's what we're about to do. We're going to, like, we're quitting. You see this podcast? I'm about to quit. Jack Could be the last one. Could be the last one Could ever. be the last one. Wilson, he quit, like, 70 podcasts ago. Dude's not even working Yeah, anymore. Wilson's He's not mentally there. He's really, yeah. I mean, we did give him a lobotomy. Um, but it's not our fault, really. Let's check. Could you take his, could you take me out on, like, a nice little vocal? Could you give me a nice little vocal pitch here? Because I could use that. When they're going, it's tough. Quit. <laughs> we got a nice album. Original song. Coming. That was pretty good. Ga- that was actually kind of good. Yep. My toes just wiggled, and I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. My left nipple is, is up. You can show us sometimes if you want. Oh, Patreon.com slash we got ice. Jack's left nipple is on there right now. $5 for an extra episode of the podcast. $1 a month gets you access to a playoff exclusive Discord server. If you're a favorite team to the playoffs or if you guys just want to get behind-the-scenes content of all the craziness because we got so much coming out for you guys. Playoff previews for every single series, including the wild card, will be coming out. Podcasts, TikToks as well. Follow the TikTok and the Instagram. We got us baseball, Twitter. We got us BB. And we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. So take it easy and stay chilly. Peace.